0: Panera now delivers, so you can order good, clean food right to your office, or door, or porch, or backyard, or front yard, or apartment, or dorm, or castle, or shop, or worksite, or wherever Panera delivers. For lunch, dinner, and everywhere in between. Click the banner to order or visit PaneraBread.com. Participating locations only. Panera. Food as it should be. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. You're not only putting yourself at risk of injury or death, it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. profunda y se va y se fue de cuadrangular con Ronazo por todo el central estas señores se fue con las bases llenas tremendo cuadrangular señoras y señores ladies and gentlemen ahora les presentamos Todos ustedes, now, presenting, for all of you, nuestro show, our show, Con Las Bases Llenas Podcast. Enjoy! Good afternoon, good afternoon, everybody, all the followers and subscribers from Con Las Bases Llenas. So, this afternoon, our show is going to be dedicated to the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians a very exciting team, always to watch and to follow. First of all, I want to apologize if my voice is not coming out well today. I've been dealing with this uh, terrible flu here in South Florida, but uh, I'm getting better. So let's go ahead and start taking a, a deep look at what the Cleveland Indians will bring for this 2018 season. You know, this will be a very tense and maybe a very stress season for the Indians since, you know, last year, the shocking exit in the 2017 American League Division Series against the New York Yankees, nobody was expecting the Yankees to beat the Cleveland Indians, and I think you know the fans has to be wondering um, if this era of success is not like the one, like the one um, in the 90s, right? You re- you all remember in the 90s that the Cleveland Indians um, were in so many playoffs and they were so close so many times, but they never got that championship that uh, the the franchise has uh, been waiting for 70 years already, 70 years. So would this be the year? We have to find out. You know, to be sure, changes are coming. The Indians, um, you know, they have moved on from a long-time uh, player like Carlos Santana and Brian Shaw. Also, we know that Jason Kidney is dealing with a lot of injuries, and that combined with the de- development of the team infield, um, so we don't know where he's going to be. Now, we have three players in the Cleveland Indians that they are having, of course, a ton of success, and I think they are the heart and soul of the team, and that is Francisco Lindor, Jose Ramirez, and Cody Kluber. Now, they will be there for years to come, the the, the way that their their contracts are uh, structured, they'll be there for a long time, that's no problem. Um, However, the organization hopes to be able to add another name to that group by the end, of the season either in the in the month let's say a month and a half that we have for spring training or maybe during the all-star break let's see what happened now even as they try to extend their competitive window the indians are keenly aware that bullpen monsters like andrew miller and cody allen will hit the free agency at the end of the season also um with encarnacion who they pay a high price you know and normally for his age and the way that, um, that we know that these kind of things happen, he might be going down in the level of his production. So we, we, would, we don't know. But normally, and he's kind of now like um, easier to get hurt. But let's see what happened. Even though he's going to, you know, he's a designated hitter. Now, the bitterness of the, their position loses in 2016 and in 17 make this 2018, that's what I was saying, to you before, this is what I think, 2018 is going to be kind of a a campaign, kind of a stress out, because, you know, um, if they don't translate their admirable regular season success into October glory, they are likely to face tough questions and have their season cast as a failure. Now, I think, and uh, my prediction is that, again, this year they're going to be winning the Central um, Division of um, the American League. I think they might have a actually a great year, I'm, I'm predicting that they're going to win more than a 100 games, you know, and this is taking into consideration a lot of things. Now, one thing that I'm very concerned about is um, is that uh, one of the best pitching coach, one of the most, um, you know, well-known personalities in the business of baseball, um, when you talk about pitching, is Mike Calloway, and, you know, I think this team, even though I, you know, I consider they're going to have a successful 2018 season, they are going to miss Callaway. You know, this guy is like a horse whisper. He made every pitcher he worked with get better, right? Well, except maybe Danny Salazar, but I don't know. For the stuff he has, Salazar is, is an underachiever. That's how I call it. Um, they lost a lot of uh, bullpen innings now with Shaw leaving the team. And he would be very tough to replace. You know. Now. The thing is. Even though he left. I think that the rotation is looking good. Okay. If we take into consideration. We're talking about Corey Kluber. We're talking about Carlos Carrasco. We're talking about Trevor Bauer. Mike Clevinger, And then, then Danny Salazar. Right. Um, if we take a look. And I'm going to go ahead now and use the internet here. Because I want to make sure um, I'm also not not forgetting any name, right? So, Josh Tomlin is the other name that uh, I should mention in the starters. And, um, of course, there is always Anderson. Now, regarding Kluwer, no problem. We're talking about a beast here. You know, we're talking about one, one of the best pitchers in baseball. No much to say. Carlos Carrasco, the 2017 you know, season mark the first time he pitched 200 innings since he's been promoted to the mayors in 2009. He's looking good for this year, too. Trevor Bauer, in uh, four full season, he has never had an ERA below four. This is kind of concerning. Now, his best was 4.18 in 2014. What to expect with Bauer, okay? I mean, we will know. Bauer, he's it's, it's a, it's a good pitcher. Is he a superstar? No. But, uh, I mean, he's very brave and he can do the job for a team that you know have have a very good production, right? Now, Josh Tumbling, Tumbling last year in two thousand and seventeen, he has a ten and nine season with a four point ninety eight rate. I think Tonly this year is gonna have a year um that he's going to he's going to surprise people, okay? Uh, I think he's gonna have more than ten wins. I think he might be winning eleven or twelve games. And um, let's see if this is finally is the year that Danny Salazar, um, you know, can show all that talent that we know he has. He can put it on the field. So, I think Salazar, its we're talking about the fifth starter here. And he's going to be in the fight with Clevenger, okay? Um, so, I think that, that's how rotation is looking at this point for um, the Cleveland Indians. So, um, you know... The thing here, also, when you talk about rotation, what, when talking about rotations, how healthy these guys can be for the entire year. I mean, we're not talking about, like, a lot of injury problem, um guys, but we always have to be careful because, you know, Salazar and uh, Carrasco, they've been hurt before. So, hopefully, everything goes well for them. Now, let's talk about a little bit, I want to jump from rotation and I want to talk about key arrivals, okay? And when I'm saying key arrivals, you know I'm going to talk about my boy, the Cuban guy, John De Alonso, right? And actually, I don't want to put a flag on this, but um, I want to talk about two Cuban players that the Cleveland Indians have in their roster. And um, I, the other guy that I want to mention is the guy from Villa Clara, Cuba, Yandy Diaz. And the, the reason why I mention this guy uh, for 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 you guys that are like diehard Cleveland Indian fans, and that you follow, you know, players and what they do in the minors and everything, this guy is been very very good in the minors. Like, well, let me just tell you, he hit three fifty in the minors. Okay, that's how good that guy was. So we're talking about a really good hitter. Last year when he was called up, he ended up hitting a two sixty three, and I know he didn't have. A lot of um, opportunities to play, even though he has over a hundred at bats. But taking into consideration the way that Jason Kipnis has been dealing with injuries, I think there's there is there has to be an opportunity for him to play second base. Um, right now, I know he's listed as a third base, but um, actually, I see I know him when he played in Cuba, and I see him playing. He can play second base. I think that might be a choice for the Cleveland Indians, right? What about putting him in second base, okay? Then, of course, Lindor shortstop, Ramirez third base. That's no question. Even though, and I know, the I know if, this is like old news. I know Ramirez is already talking about go, go to second base. Then, if they do that, and Ramirez, I heard that he's training right now. He's doing spring training. He's doing trainings and everything in second base. Well, then let let's have a chance to use Yandy Dia at third base I think he's better than Urchela and as I said this is not like a like a country team because he's he's Cuban like me I think he's more talented than Giovanni Urchela Urshela Urchela last year uh, had the same amount of at-bats that Yandy Dia and he hit 224 and Diaz hit 263 okay so I think he's better than uh, Urshela and he should be the everyday either third base or second base, okay? I'm not against the idea of moving Ramirez to second base. That's up to um, Terry Francona. Um, but uh, the idea is that Yandir Diaz should play. And now, as I was saying, the arrival of Junder Alonso, I think it's very, very important for um, the Cleveland Indians. He can play first base. And, of course, Edwin Encarnacion is going to be taking care of the DH. Alonso <clears throat> had a very good year last year. He ended up hitting uh, 28 home runs, 67 RBIs, and a two sixty-six He played in two teams. He started the season in the Oakland, and he ended up playing for the Monitors. Um, he, is, he's, he knows of the American League because, you know, um, the previous year, he also played for the Oakland A's. Before, he started his career with Cincinnati and then San Diego, but I think Yonder Alonso is going to be very, very good this year for the Tribe, okay? So we already talked about the infield, um, either Ramirez or or Diaz at third base, Lindor shortstop, um, Kibnis, who still doesn't know, you know, if healthy, then Ramirez could be using second, Yandy Diaz in third base, Alonso playing in uh, first, designated hitter Encarnacion, no problem. The other um, position that I want to talk here for a little bit, it's the catcher, okay? Catcher position. Now, neither Roberto Perez nor um, Jan Gomez has developed into the better-than-average catcher, in my opinion, okay, for the Indians. Um, the team signed both to multiple multi-year contracts, okay? Now, both um, great out satisfactorily behind the play, but neither helped much with, that, with the batting in his hand. Come on, let's be honest here. Gomez was a 278 hitter with 21 homers and 74 RBIs in 2014, but... Has done little since then, okay? Largely because pitcher discovered they do not have to throw him strikes. Perez is a career 216 hitter, okay? And with a um very, in my opinion, he has a very slow bat. His only chance is to cheat on fastballs, and uh, like like he has done before. He ha- they have a very top prospect in this position. I want to talk about him, and that's Francisco Mejia. He's a very dynamic hitter. He had a fifty game hitting streak in the minors in 2014, I remember that. And show a 70-gray arm. That's how I was looking into the scouting reports. And the Indians, I think they seem to um turn him into a third base. They were talking about putting him in third base. I wouldn't do that since um since neither Perez or Gomez, you know, for me are like a guaranteed thing behind the home play. So I will I will left him play catcher and I will, as I say, I will use Yandy Diaz um either in third base or second base. Okay. Now that's my take about about catchers. Now let's go ahead and talk a little bit about outfielders. Okay. This is uh, an area where the Indians um has a lot to talk about. Okay. So let me start by saying um in the outfield. Now, if you think about Who's the best player in the outfield for the Indians? I I would say it's Michael Brantley. He was once. You know, he hasn't been healthy for a full season. I know since 2015, he's recovering from a right ankle surgery and might not be ready for spring training until mid-March. Keep this in your mind. Now, healthy, I think Brantley delivers a great, great numbers. He's a very good contact skill. He can hit over 300 or better. Um, let's say 40 doubles, 20 homers, no problem, right? Now, center field, it's Bradley Seymour. Or oh, it looks like it's going to be Bradley Seymour. He needs to slow down, Zimmer, Um he needs to slow down at the play. It's kind of crazy at the play. His rookie season was cut short. We all know that by a broken hand. But he was around long enough to show that he has a lot of speed. He has a very, very good arm, and he has power too. Now, pitchers, they will pick apart his swing without throwing strike. And Lonnie Chisenhall, which it look, looks like he's going to be the right fielder, or Brandon Goyer, um, they're expected to like, alternate time. I think that's the, like, a, a, an area that he can use improvement. That's the area maybe where the Indians can find that bat, that extra bat that they might find during the all-strap break. Or maybe from the free agents that still, guys, are still like 160 free agents out there. Unbelievable, right? Um, Lonnie Chisenholm last year, he had a production of 288 average with 12 homers and 53 RBIs. That's not that bad. I mean, the 288 is not that bad. And Brandon Guyer, you know, um, he was, he was, he was, he was a 236 hitter. With two homers and 20 RBI. I don't have to tell you that, of course, Chisholm is a better hitter. Um, Goyer is a better fielder. They can alternate um, playing time. Let's see if this is the position that the Indians make a splash, okay? Now, we talk about the rotation. Let's um, go ahead and let's talk a little bit about the bullpen, okay? The bullpen, so important nowadays in um, baseball right now. Brian Chow is gone, guys. Uh, but the Indians, they still have the late innings, I think, well covered, right? When we talk about a closer like Cody Allen, who's like an a strikeout machine. And uh, though his exclusive reliance on fastball and knocker curve lead to many fly balls and a few too many homers, he's okay. He's going to be very, very okay. <laughs> and um, we talk about Andrew Miller. Maybe MOB most versatile uh, reliever. MLB you know, best left hand. I, I call him the best lefty reliever in baseball. I don't know if I'm putting him like a big like sign on top of his head. But I mean, um, I follow the Yankees and I, I, I saw him being with the Yankees and I like him even better than Adordi Chapman. I don't know what's your opinion on this, but I mean, well, so I think on that side they are good. And whatever situation the Indians the Indians use him, it would be for an inning or two. Now veterans like Dan Otero, another Cuban guy by the way, and Sam McAllister are around, you know, to suck up innings. They could go they could go more than more than one and keep close keep the games close, right? Although home run vulnerability is an issue for McAllister and for Otero too. Like I have a friend of mine that he he used he's an uh, Oakland A fan and man he, he's always trash talking Otero. He's like like saying, like always, like Otero is—he has a—he has a like a weakness for home runs, and you know. But I think Otero is, is, is okay. He's good. He can—he can—they can use it. Now Tyler Olson and Nick Woody make up like a solid lefty-righty, you know, duo for um for a seven inning, for example. And each each of them showed very well in the second half last season. Okay. Now Ryan Merritt. 2016 playoff hero as you remember as a starter could be like that long reliever like you can use it every time there's something goes wrong um there is not many names out there like in the bullpen right now if you think about this is probably uh for what we are seeing right now it's one of the shortest bullpen in baseball um the things that the six names that i put out there they're very well established but I'm sure that there's going to be more names, okay? And there's going to be more pictures um, to watch, and this is also taking into consideration that some of the guys fighting um, to be starters, <clears throat> sorry, they're going to they're gonna be have to take it into the bullpen, okay? Don't forget that. I want to talk also about some of the coming attractions, um, the Indians' future. I already mentioned Mejia. As I said, he's a full-time catcher in the minor leagues, um, now, I will also want to talk about Tristan McKenzie. Tristan McKenzie um, features as young and real thin as a 20 year old McKenzie. Rarely get a chance to work as many innings as he did in 2017. Now, he didn't tire finding. Uh, he was finding 160, 186, sorry, innings. A, no, 143 innings, sorry. Um, he. I think he has the potential to be an ace. In the Indian rotation, of course, for the future, and the other guy that I want to bring to the table here, his name is Bobby Bradley. He's a first base, and um, he's a left-handed hitter. He has 83 homers and a total of 283 RBIs over the past three seasons, and his contact rate has increased. I think he's. Um, they say that he's ready for Triple A, which I think he. We might be seeing him um, in October. So, well, that's pretty much what the Indians are showing for this um, season. Guys, um, please share this um, podcast with your friends, with your Cleveland Indian fans. Um, don't forget to hit us a like in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us everywhere at www.conlasbasesllenas.com. That's, sorry, because that's in Spanish, but I'm going to spell it for you. That's C-O-N? L-A-S-B-A-S-E-S-W-L-E-N-A-S. That means in, in Spanish that that's with the bases loaded. Okay, so remember guys to um, click like here. Also in this podcast, it's at Spreaker.com. Follow us everywhere. We will keep you updated with news about MOB. I'm trying to cover every MOB team before they start playing. Uh, you can also check on our oldest podcast. We already have covered the Chicago White Sox, the Yankees, the Doyers. So you can you can take a look. There's some things that I already covered. And um, we all also have a, an upcoming podcast about Cincinnati Reds and the Houston Astros. So thank you again for listening to our podcast. Um, thank you all for, you know, always following me everywhere in social media. Guys, have a great weekend. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Panera now delivers. So you can order good, clean food right to your office or door or porch or backyard or front yard or apartment, or dorm, or castle, or shop, or worksite, or wherever Panera delivers. For lunch, dinner, and everywhere in between. Click the banner to order or visit PaneraBread.com. Participating locations only. Panera. Food as it should be. I'm not going very far. It's too uncomfortable. I'm in a hurry. Sometimes I just forget. There's no such thing as a good excuse for not buckling up. You're not only putting yourself at risk of injury or death, it could also cost you lots of money. Cops are writing tickets, so why take the risk? Do the smart thing and start buckling up every trip, day or night. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA.